Welcome to a captivating episode of our podcast. In this installment, we delve into the fascinating topic of Moses and his prophecy, exploring the profound impact it had on Jewish faith and the foundations of Judaism. Join us as we uncover the extraordinary nature of Moses' prophetic experiences and the unique qualities that set him apart from other prophets. How did Moses' knowledge surpass that of all other prophets? What made his direct communication with God exceptional? And why was the revelation at Mount Sinai crucial in solidifying belief in Moses as the greatest prophet? Get ready for an insightful journey into the prophecy of Moses, filled with intriguing insights and thought-provoking perspectives. Let's dive in. You are listening to the Beresheva Podcast. The central text in Jewish liturgy is the Siddur, which contains prayers and blessings recited by Jewish individuals and communities and anyone who feels that the shoe fits. All versions of the Siddur are linked to the original structure laid out by the Anshe Knesset Haggadolah, or those who are known as the Men of the Great Assembly, who lived from the late 6th century BCE to the early 5th century BCE. So you can see how ancient Jewish liturgy is. Many Siddurim contain the Rambam's 13 principles of faith, which is relevant to us because that's what we're doing. And one fundamental belief expressed in the Siddur is the unwavering faith in the prophecy of Moses. It states, I believe with complete faith that the prophecy of our teacher Moses, may he rest in peace, was true, and that he was the father of all prophets, of those who preceded him, and of those who followed him. This statement highlights the pivotal role of Moses as a prophet and establishes the basis for faith in his teachings. Moses' prophetic experience surpassed that of all the other prophets because he grasped a profound understanding of God's knowledge, more profound than anyone else. The Malbim notes that Moses had a level of prophecy that exceeded the natural, unclear lens experienced by other prophets. He reached a, an elevated state above humanity, very much akin to the angels, free from physical limitations and defects. The illusions of the physical world disappeared, leaving only his intellect. The Mabim asserts that Moses' extraordinary clarity of communication with God made him unique among prophets. And he had direct communication with God. One remarkable aspect of Moses' prophecy was that he spoke directly with God without the need for angelic intermediaries. In Numbers chapter 12, verse 8, it is stated, Mouth to mouth will I speak to him, which is a very deep mystery. Other prophets received divine communication through intermediaries or in dreams and visions. In fact, we know that all the other prophets were had to have been in an altered state in order to receive prophecy. 
Sometimes the altered state is described in ways that sound very similar to an epileptic fit. But Moses conversed with God during the day, standing between the two cherubs of the tabernacle, while he was completely conscious and awake. This direct and immediate connection distinguished Moses as a prophet of unparalleled closeness to the divine. And unlike other prophets, who experienced fear and trembling when receiving prophecy, we have to remember how the Torah describes Abraham during the covenant between the parts that a very deep fear and darkness came over him. But in contrast, Moses remained calm and composed. The divine word did not evoke fear in Moses, even though he stood face to face with God. And of course, when we say face to face with God, we are really describing something akin to a deep connection between people. What is described with the Hebrew word devekut, which means a cleaving. Right? We've, dis- we've discussed this before, that all anthropomorphisms are there to correspond to the limitations of our intellect, but they really describe much deeper spiritual processes. Because also we know that the Torah tells us that God says to Moses that no man shall see me and live. So to speak about Moses coming face to face with God is to speak about the connection that Moses had with God. It was fiber optic compared to all other prophets. Verse in Exodus, chapter 33, verse 11, describes Moses' prophecy as conversing face to face as a man would speak to his fellow. The absence of fear was attributed to the strength of Moses' prophetic intellect, which was deeply united with God. And this is a very important point regarding prophecy. It's the outgrowth of the individual's connection to God, specifically to the divine intellect. It's not a superpower of the individual. Moses' unshakable composure highlights the extraordinary nature of his prophetic encounters. And while other prophets received prophecy according to the will of God, whenever God wanted them to, Moses had the unique ability to receive prophecy whenever he desired. He had full control over the timing of his prophetic experiences. The sages highlight this distinction by contrasting Moses with Aaron, stating that Moses could receive prophecy at any time, while Aaron was subject to restrictions. This exceptional aspect of Moses' prophecy further emphasizes his elevated status as the chosen one amongst all prophets. Bringing in the Rambam's perspective from Mishnah Torah, the Rambam elaborates on the nature of belief in Moses' prophecy. He asserts that the Jewish people did not believe in Moses solely due to the wonders he performed. Belief based on miracles alone is considered insufficient because wonders can be accomplished through magic or sorcery. 
The Rambam emphasizes that the miracles performed by Moses were not meant to prove his legitimacy as a prophet, but rather served specific purposes. For example, the splitting of the sea was necessary to rescue the Israelites and submerge the pursuing Egyptians. The provision of manna and water was in response to their needs. The miracles were contextual and not intended as proofs of Moses' prophecy. And what is our basic source of belief with regard to the prophecy of Moses? It's the revelation at Mount Sinai. According to the Rambam, the true source of belief in Moses' prophecy lies in that revelation. The entire Jewish nation bore witness to this extraordinary event where they saw and heard the divine presence. The encounter included phenomena such as fire, thunder, and lightning, and all in a very synesthetic way, where they actually saw the thunder and heard the lightning. Moses personally experienced direct communication with God. And the Torah declares, face to face, God spoke to you, highlighting the unique and direct nature of this revelation. Rambam emphasized that this first-hand experience leaves no room for doubts or suspicions and provides a steady foundation for faith. The faith claim made in the Torah that God revealed himself and his Torah at Mount Sinai before the entire Israelite nation is unique, and it sets Judaism apart from many other religions, maybe all other religions. It's true that various religions claim to have received divine revelations, but the nature and scope of the claim made in the Torah are distinct and hold particular significance. Firstly, the claim of national revelation at Mount Sinai distinguishes Judaism from religions that assert individual or personal revelations. This is a very important point because you'll often hear people say things like, God spoke to me, or foundational beliefs in other religions being based on the revelation by God supposedly to an individual when nobody else was present. In the case of Judaism, it's not one person claiming to have received a divine message in isolation, but an entire nation that witnessed and experienced the event collectively. And if we take the total number of the Israelites that were present, it comes to around 3 million people. The Torah asserts that all the Israelites as a unified people, heard God's voice and witnessed a very awe-inspiring revelation. This communal aspect of the claim adds weight and credibility to the assertion because it's not reliant on the experience or testimony of a single individual. And furthermore, the claim of a national revelation at Mount Sinai is rooted in history and presented as a foundational event in the Jewish tradition. The Torah describes in detail the events leading up to and surrounding the revelation, including the presence of Moses as the mediator between God and the people, the giving of the Ten Commandments, the establishment of a covenant between God and the Israelites. This historical context and narrative lend a sense of authenticity and coherence to the claim because it connects it to a specific time and place. This happened in this place before three million people. And moreover, the claim of national revelation at Sinai 
in Judaism is not solely based on blind faith or personal conviction, but is accompanied by a very rich and complex body of textual and legal tradition. The Torah itself serves as the central text that documents and preserves the account of the Revelation and provides a comprehensive framework for religious and ethical guidance. The subsequent development of Jewish law, ethics, and philosophy based on this revelation further reinforces the credibility and enduring impact of the claim. So getting back to Rambam, Rambam clarifies that miracles were not essential for subsequent generations to believe in Moses' prophecy. The Israelites who witnessed the revelation at Mount Sinai served as witnesses, similar to two people who observe an event together. Their collective testimony eliminates the need for further miracles to substantiate Moses' prophetic status. So Ramam concludes that future prophets should not be believed solely on the basis of miracles. Instead, adherence to a prophet's teachings is commanded by Moses himself. It's an actual mitzvah in the Torah. Just as legal judgments rely on the testimony of two witnesses, Jews are obligated to listen to a prophet, even without knowing the authenticity of their miracles, because that's not the main issue. However, the Rambam warns against prophets who arise after Moses. It's not the Rambam who warns, the Torah itself warns against this. But he documents that prophets who arise after Moses and attempt to dispute his prophecy by performing great signs and wonders, what are are we supposed to do with them? Such individuals should not be listened to because Moses' prophecy does not depend on miracles that can be compared to those of others. The revelation at Mount Sinai, witnessed by the entire nation, is the ultimate proof of Moses' authenticity. Thus, the Rambam argues that a prophet who seeks to deny the undeniable revelation witnessed by the Jewish people should not be trusted. As a matter of fact, he should be put to death. And so far, we understand that the faith of the Israelites in Moses as a true prophet did not rest on the wonders he performed, but on the divine revelation they witnessed personally at Mount Sinai. The miracles Moses performed were not intended as proof of his legitimacy, but rather as a response to the specific needs of the people at that time. The Israelites' unwavering belief was rooted in the direct encounter with the Divine Presence, which left no room for doubt or suspicion. The message is clear. Our faith in the prophecy of Moses, the father of all prophets, is not based on extraordinary signs and wonders, but on the profound revelation at Mount Sinai. This foundation of faith continues to guide us as we navigate the complexities of belief and discern true prophets from false ones. It reminds us to seek truth not through external miracles, but through an authentic connection to the divine and a steadfast commitment to the teachings of the Torah. So again, the prophecy of Moses stands as a cornerstone 
of Jewish faith, of Torah faith, rooted in the revelation of Mount Sinai, witnessed by the entire Israelite nation. Belief in Moses as a true prophet is not contingent upon miracles alone, but on the direct encounter with the divine and the authenticity of his teachings. According to the Malbim, the clarity and directness of Moses' prophetic experience were not only due to his exceptional qualities as an individual, though of course he has those as well. Instead, Moses possessed two aspects to his prophetic soul. The first aspect, we mentioned it earlier, the Malbim refers to as the unclear lens type of prophecy, came naturally to Moses as an expression of his basic nature. There are some people who are born like that. This level of prophecy was similar to that of other prophets characterized by a certain level of ambiguity and obscurity. The unclear lens. The term used in the Gemara is aspaklaria ha-she'enu Aspaklaria she'enu Which means unclear lens. It's like seeing something very far away, and you're not really sure what you see, so you have to rely on your skill as a prophet, as it were, to decode. But Moses had a second aspect of his prophetic soul, which the Malbim references as the clear lens of prophecy, or the aspaklaria hamira. Clear lens prophecy was not inherent in Moses, but it required conscious effort and spiritual elevation, lots of preparation. It was through this elevated state of being that Moses was able to receive the higher level of prophecy, which was characterized by clarity and transparency. This distinction highlights the exceptional nature of Moses' prophetic experience, where the divine communication was vivid and unambiguous. The Malbim further explains that Moses' preparation for the Aspaklaria Hamaira, the clear lens style prophecy, involved more than just his personal readiness. It required the merit and preparation of the entire Israelite nation in terms of their spiritual fitness. The clarity and directness of Moses' prophetic encounters were a result of both his individual efforts and the collective righteousness of the Jewish people. This perspective emphasizes the interconnectedness of Moses' prophetic experience with the spiritual state of the nation as a whole. By incorporating the insights of the Malbim, we gain a deeper understanding of the unique and profound nature of Moses' prophecy. His clarity of communication with God surpassed that of other prophets, of all other prophets. And it was through both his personal readiness and the collective righteousness of the Israelite nation that this extraordinary level of prophecy was achieved. In conclusion, the prophecy of Moses stands as a testament to the unwavering belief in the Jewish tradition. What we find in the Siddur, what we find in the Animamians, the Rambam's teachings, both in the Mishnah Torah and his commentary on the Mishnah from whence the 13 Principles of Faith Come, and these insights of the Malbin that we just saw all contribute to our understanding of this basic foundation, 
The belief in Moses' prophecy is rooted in the direct encounter with the divine at Mount Sinai, witnessed by the entire Israelite nation. Important to remember that miracles are not the sole basis for belief in prophets, but adherence to their teachings and the authenticity of their connection to God are of primary importance. We saw, we being the Jewish people, saw Moses communicating with God. We heard it. Moses' prophecy was characterized by an exceptional level of divine knowledge, direct communication with God, absolute fearlessness, and the ability to receive prophecy at will. This is how he is distinguished from all other prophets. As we reflect on the significance of his prophecy, we deepen our appreciation for the role of faith in our lives. The foundation of this faith principle is firmly rooted in the encounter with the divine at Mount Sinai and provides us with a timeless example of the transformative power of real faith and the profound connection between humanity as a whole and the divine. Now, why is all of this relevant to Noahides? We have to consider Rambam's statement in the Mishnah Torah, in Hilchot Melachim, chapter 8, Halacha 11, regarding the acceptance and observance of the seven Noahide laws, that they are intricately connected to the broader theological framework, specifically the seventh principle of faith we've discussed, which asserts the, the superiority of the prophecy of Moses over that of any other prophet. According to the 13 principles of faith, Moses occupies the most unique and unparalleled position amongst the prophets. He's distinguished as the greatest prophet who ever lived and who ever will live, and his prophetic experience surpasses that of all other individuals who received divine revelation. But the connection between Rambam's statement about the seven Noahide laws and the belief in the supremacy of the prophecy of Moses lies in the transmission of these laws. Rambam asserts that the acceptance and fulfillment of the seven Noahide laws are contingent upon the recognition that they are commanded by the Holy One, blessed be He, in the Torah, and transmitted through Moses, our revered teacher. By linking the observance of the Noahide laws to the authority of Moses, Rambam reinforces the central role of Moses as the conduit for divine communication. The acceptance and meticulous observance of the seven Noahide laws based on the understanding that they were transmitted through Moses, solidify the connection between these laws and the prophetic revelation received by Moses at Mount Sinai. Ramam's emphasis on the primacy of Moses' prophecy aligns with his broader theological framework where he accords a special status to Moses among all of the prophets. This principle acknowledges that while other prophets also received divine messages, Moses' prophetic experience was unique its intensity, clarity, and directness of communication with God. Thus, when Rambam states that Noah's descendants were previously commanded to fulfill the seven Noahide laws through the transmission of Moses, he reinforces the significance of Moses' role as the supreme prophet and the ultimate authority in matters of divine revelation.
It further highlights the enduring influence and relevance of Moses' teachings as they continue to shape the ethical and moral framework for both Jews and Noahites. In conclusion, Ramam's affirmation of the acceptance and observance of the seven Noahide laws connected to Moses as the transmitter of these laws aligns with his belief in the superiority of Moses' prophecy. Thank you for joining us for this episode, where we explored the fascinating topic of Moses' prophecy. We discovered the unique qualities that set him apart as the greatest prophet and examined the profound impact of his prophetic experiences on Torah faith and the foundations of Judaism and the authenticity of the seven Noahide laws. We unraveled the extraordinary nature of his prophecy. We learned that his knowledge surpassed that of all of the prophets and his direct communication with God was unparalleled. His fearlessness and uninterrupted composure in the face of divine encounters demonstrated the exceptional connection he had with God. As we conclude this episode, we invite you to continue exploring the teachings of the Torah and these principles of faith as set out by Rambam. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform to stay updated on upcoming episodes where we will delve further into the profound wisdom of the Torah. Thanks for joining us and remember to subscribe to our podcast for more insightful discussions. Join us next episode as we consider the eighth principle of faith, the irreplaceable authenticity of the Torah. Shalom, and until next time. Thank you for joining us on the Bear Sheva podcast. The podcast is proudly presented to you by Sukkot Shalom Beni Noach. As a global Noahide community, Sukkot Shalom is deeply rooted in the timeless values of Torah. We're dedicated to nurturing growth, fostering unity, and spreading the light of Torah to every corner of the world. For more enriching content and to be a part of our vibrant community, visit our website at www.sukkatshalom-benenoach.com. Remember to follow or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app and leave us a comment with the topics you'd love to explore in future episodes. See you next time.